Wonderful. Well, um, we are so uh, we are so happy to be able to convene all of us tonight um, here at Roots Revival. Welcome to Roots Revival. We are um, looking forward to a great conversation tonight. And as we have in previous weeks, um, as we've stated before, Roots Revival is grounded in intuitive intelligence, evolutionary astrology and numerology. And our purpose really is to normalize intuition, something that we are all born with and something that is so natural and innate to all of us. Um, I am Reverend Danny Johnson. And uh, with us, we have uh, Reverend Christina Del Rey. And we have Reverend Paul Casey, who is making sure that everything is going well with all of our technology and electronics. So it's so grateful for that. Yes, and I wanna to add to that, Danny, thank you. And that anybody who wants to check out a podcast, you can get that anywhere where you get your podcast. It'll be iTunes, Pandora, Amazon, uh, Google, Spotify. You can check us out there, take us on the go and listen to us whenever. So that's a very, very good option. So check us out there as well. Excellent, thank you. So um, tonight's conversation is actually going to be, um, we've kind of focused on different topics and tonight's topic is actually going to be on radical self-love and um, our own founder and uh, pastor Reverend uh, Ivy Rivera is actually mirroring what we're going to be talking about tonight, radical self-love. Uh, normally she is with us, but today she is intentionally taking the time to make sure that she is restored, to make sure that she is full so that she can continue to serve and be with us in the capacity that she always is. And she listened to her body and her spirit and her body and her spirit said, you know, um, I'm going to be with them, with them in spirit. But tonight, uh, spirit is saying that I'm going to take a little time and we are uh, proud of her for that, and we support her in that, and that actually so perfectly resonates with uh, the topic that we're going to be speaking about tonight. So, radical self-love, what is it? How do we define it? There is a, a quote that um, uh, kind of, that you, so very often spirit will direct us and lead us and direct our eyes to things that we um that relates to what we're gonna be working on and doing throughout the week. And there was a quote that Spirit sent to us and it said that loving yourself is the greatest revolution. So in uh, previous um, Roots Revival um, services and in even some of Ivy's mini classes, we've had the chance to talk about what does change look like? What does, um, even from like a social justice perspective from um, an, a spiritual, perspective. What does change look like? And uh, revolution is a, definitely a part of it. And self-love, radical self-love is at the core of it. Now, when we talk about radical self-love, it isn't always the things that feel good. They aren't always the things that make us feel um, comfort and um, affirmed. Sometimes they do, but radical self-love is accountability, deep accountability. Radical self-love is being willing to hold ourselves accountable and being willing to do things that may not feel good in the moment, but that are in our best interest in the long run. Radical self-love is not easy. It's something that um, for many of us, especially uh, as people in general, for those of us who are healers, who are light workers, self-love can sometimes feel counterintuitive. It's just like, you know, there's so many people who have, who have needs, who need us, who, uh, are seeking our help and our counsel, how can we 
how can I take time for myself just to rest? Like what is like that? That can be the initial reaction. But when we actually sit and reflect and think and ask spirit, what does this mean? Spirit will tell us not only do you have the right to rest, it is your responsibility to rest. And if you don't rest, you're going to um, not only put yourself at risk, but you are really kind of going against the laws of the universe. It is, it's a process and it is a continuous evolution of healing and awareness and growth and transformation. So we greatly appreciate Ivy for mirroring that and for uh, being an example of that. Um, but anyone, so we have some other things that we're going to talk about with regard to radical self-love. Um, would anyone like to, to share or to uh, share any reflections on radical self-love even before we go further? Yeah, I think uh, I think what you said was really really beautiful and really uh, hit the nail on the head, like just dead on. And what you said about the universe, you know, like it's your responsibility. You know, uh, we say here a lot. Uh, one of Ivy's favorite sayings that I, I use quite a bit is, you know, you can't give from an empty cup. Uh, and a lot of times, though, people think that if they take on stuff like they're they're filling up their cup that they're being selfish you know but I like to say you got to fill your cup up but you know if you overflow it sure then you're selfish but if you you know just taking to keep yourself full that's what you have to do and a lot of people miss that they think that they're you know being selfish by taking time for themselves or doing anything for themselves you know a lot of people are uh raised that way unfortunately it's it's you know against nature like you said like the universe you know if when you're born like an animal, you're supposed to have a sense of drive and taking things for yourself. You know, like like look at a cat. Cat's gonna sleep in the hot sunny spot no matter what's going on. It doesn't care. But then, like you kind of get conditioned the other way to to just give more, and it it really uh, it's not natural, but it's unfortunately like um, ingrained societally. That's a word, but. Uh, yeah, and I think that we the way you said it best is it's it's like a universal duty to take some time for yourself. Um, I never really thought about it being against the law of the universe, but I love that, so I jotted that down. Um, I'm going to wait to give you the astrological perspective, but what came to mind was moms. You know how moms are just always giving, giving, giving. Um, you know, so it's really important to. You know, I know right now it's really hard, but to go get that pedicure or go get that, you know, go have that. I used to, when I was, when I had little kids, I used to go to Starbucks and just read a book, you know what I mean? Like in silence. And I just can't imagine in a pandemic what, how moms are trying to keep sane with little kids. So I just was thinking about all the moms out there that you need, um, perhaps, you know, I don't know, like a nice bath or something. <laughs> Absolutely. And you bring up a great point in that um, as um, caregivers and as nurturers, um, parents, especially mothers, are often expected to give, to give and to give and to give. And something uh, when learning about life contracts and mediumship training with Ivy, she mentions how um, parents, when they have children, it's uh, sometimes like the, there's an urge and sometimes like a pull to shift all of one's life purpose to being a parent. And Ivy always says, well, no, 
being a parent is a part of your life contract, but it doesn't negate and it doesn't take away all of the work that your soul promised to do before you got here. So that is, um, I appreciate you sharing that. And with, yeah. um, it's hard when you have little ones, you know what I mean? Especially in the beginning, because it is all consuming. And as they get older, hopefully it gets better. But, um, but yeah, that's absolutely right. It doesn't negate what your soul came here to do for sure. Um, Thank you so much. And as we continue with our conversation, we want to encourage everyone who is tuning in with us to please submit your prayer requests. Anything that you'd like for us to um, lift up in prayer that we'd like to invite the universe to uh, send healing energy uh, toward, just please feel free to uh, either begin uh, typing them in or think about them and uh, send them in whenever you have them. So, um, in, in line with what we were uh, just speaking about with regard to the um, taking time away for oneself, and especially when there are multiple identities and multiple hats that we might wear, there is a, a, there's, um, there's an activist named Audre Lorde, and she is a feminist, and she is um, a queer woman, and she was uh, dynamic, and she has a quote about self care and she's she says that uh and she and as a black woman she says that caring for myself is not self-indulgence it is self-preservation and that in and of itself is an act of political warfare so just the act of making sure that one keeps oneself alive and that we are okay and that we um just the act of taking time away it isn't just even for self it is um really kind of bucking a system and it's pushing back on a system that uh, reiterates to us all the time that our value is tied into what we produce. We live in a very capitalistic society where what we are able to, um, what we produce by the end of the day is tied to our value. And how much value we have is tied into um, what we might have in hand. And that's just absolutely uh, not the case. Um, this is where commitment and discipline come in with regard to uh, to self care, to radical self love. It is it's a commitment, and as we know, with commitment, some days we are all in. Other days we are just like, you know what? I don't have time for this. I've got things to do. I need to make sure that things actually, you know things that are time sensitive get done. And I just don't have time to take a rest for myself. But that commitment to making sure that we are okay, that is what's going to make sure, that's what's gonna lead us to take the time even when it might feel counterintuitive and even when it might feel selfish to take that time for ourselves, that's where the commitment will come in. And then discipline. It's like that practice of discipline, doing something, you know, if we set the time aside, making sure that we do it and treat it with as much value as we would with anything else. And that, that concept of value is something that we can talk about, too, as well. And Christina, did you want to share it, too? Yeah, I was just thinking that we all have a tipping point, you know, like where we will we'll reach burnout and... Um, you know, that that's not good for anybody. And then that can also create more drama and just make a situation kind of snowball. So you're actually like preventing, you know, drama or you're preventing um, just by just by self-care, you're preventing maybe like some blow ups or, you know, dramatic things that didn't have to happen. Um, and because I'm a teacher, I'm a mom, you know, what I mean, I'm an astrologer. So um 
there are times when I do feel guilty when I feel my tipping point and I'm like, okay, I can't even think right now. I'm just sitting here and I'm just like looking around and I, I can't focus on anything. And I feel guilty for that. You know what I mean? Cause it's so ingrained in us, but you're right about the capitalist society because the, um, the age of Aquarius is really going to be more about ideas and having values with ideas rather than having values with, um, you know, material things. So we do have to retrain our brains to think in a different way, um, you know, as a collective. Thank you. Um, yes, Paul. Uh, I, I like that, um, you know, Christina brought up avoiding burnout and uh, that you, Danny, was saying that, to, you know, to kind of glorify it, glorify your, your joys and things like that. Uh, that this is something you need to do like daily. You know, it's not just before you hit that burnout point that you decide to, okay, now I'm gonna do it. You know, it's like a last, like the parachute. You know, you should get to it before you hit that parachute point. You know, a lot of us, um, well, maybe just me, but um, you know, if you spend your time kind of uh, saying delayed gratification, which is great. You know, you say, all right, I'm gonna do this first, then I can enjoy this later. Make sure you enjoy it later, you know, you don't get trapped in, um, you know, postponed gratification where you just end up not doing it at all. You know, you can get wrapped up in that and you say, okay, well, I'll do it later. All right. And then it's later and you're like, well, I got to do this one more thing first, then I'll do it. And then you end up not doing it and you kind of just go to bed and you miss that whole opportunity. And, you know, it's tied to really uh, avoidance of, you know, other feelings. Like, so if you're avoiding and not processing bad feelings, you kind of don't allow yourself process good feelings and so you avoid them that way and if you find yourself doing that then maybe you can catch it and say okay what's the what's the real issue here why am I not allowing myself to feel this joy uh, or take this time for myself because self-love is you know it kind of has this bad name where you feel like oh it's self-love is too much but it's really self-preservation and by not um, allowing yourself to it's not you're not loving yourself you really it's really deleterious to your health and prosperity and and you know all of that like uh, like you said before <laughs> universal duty so uh i think that you know if you find yourself um postponing instead of delaying your gratification you know really take a step back and and make it a priority you know um one thing ivy had said to me is you know next time <laughs> find out how many things you say you know when you're going to give yourself something good and you talk yourself out of it you know, make note of that and like try to stop doing that because I, I tend to just say, all right, well, later, later, later. And it's it's eye opening once you start looking, even simple things, you know, if you can just start with one small thing, you know, it's it's perfect. I think um, I also think though it's important to stay away from the martyr energy, too, because it it almost is like revered. Like, oh, that person sacrifices so much. They don't do anything for themselves. And like. It almost makes people feel good to feel bad because they feel like they're not doing what they're supposed to unless they feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, so then you end up being like, well, I did this for you and I did that for you. And then it's like a martyr energy and that, that can't lead to anything good. Like that's just going down a really bad path um, to burnout and just, you know, maybe even mental problems because, you know, you, you can't balance yourself. So, you know, it's not it shouldn't be regarded as honor, you know, it shouldn't be regarded as great for somebody to just always go, go, go and never take time for themselves. Like that's not really something 
we embrace as a society as much as we should. Um, Christine, I really appreciate you lifting up the um, how important it is to not fall into that martyrdom um, cycle, because that really is, uh, it definitely is counterintuitive to um, self-accountability. And um, and it, it, it's really tied in ego for sure. And how Ivy always shares with us, like in uh, mediumship training, how it's, um, we either choose faith or ego, you know, love or ego. And if we're in ego and we're feeding our ego in that way and, and, just, and not only feeding ourselves, but then using what we do as a way to uh, try to elicit uh, kind of um, elicit feelings of guilt from out of other people as a result of what, what we've done for them, that is not love. That's not love. That's not healing. That is uh, something completely opposite. And um, uh, what you're sharing is, uh, I think it re reminds us of, uh, I believe last week, Ivy um, facilitated a class on uh, over overgiving, like the how imperative it is that we not overgive and how overgiving can lead us to uh, essentially block our own blessings. So in that, and, and I, uh, it kind of feels like it relates to the cycles you're talking about, um, Christina, because someone, you know, does something, but from a, how intention is so critically important. It's like you're doing these deeds, but from where is it coming? And what is, because like the energy always knows, even if we're doing something that is, you know, supposedly kind, if it comes from a place that is uh, self I want to say self-serving, but it's not coming from a place yeah. of love, then it uh, will land uh, someplace else and literally block us, block uh, the blessings mm -hmm. that are waiting for us. And I think that that was like something people always felt like they had to sacrifice themselves, you know what I mean? And to be a good person and, you know, and that, that's just, um, it's not realistic and it just leads down the wrong path, you know? Absolutely. Well, it's, it's funny, right? Like with, with that, like this martyrdom, that the words, you know, like selfishness and altruism are completely opposite. But there's such a fine line between the two, you know, that, that it's just like they both halves, you know, even though that's totally opposite. And that people, you know, often portray it as being altruistic when it's really selfish and because like, they're martyrs and they want that. And, you know, they want to have nothing. And I like that you brought up the... Uh, overgiving class and uh, there's another one here uh, stay in your lane which covers uh, very similar topics too so it's like both halves of that so it's it's really frustrating to fall into that trap uh, yourself or to be uh, you know akin to someone who uh, you know does that quite a bit you know I was raised that way you know and it was it was under that you know well I did this for you and so that has negative effects this giving will have negative effects on other people, not only them, because then people won't do things or ask for help or, or anything because strings are attached. So it's, it, it carries on, you know, outside of their own karma and universal uh, nonsense. It, it carries other strings with it and, and brings other people down and down into it. So it's, it's, you know, fairly dangerous too. It is. I No, I agree. And I've seen um, patterns in childhood, you know, and that what that leads to as well. Um, you know, with with that kind of environment, like you said, you know, you were raised that way. So that that can be very troubling for somebody when they get older. Um, I do think that, um, you know, the martyrdom thing, you know, it was it was sort of an archetype that people, you know, revered and 
you know, people feel better when they are like that. And it's just, it's not healthy anymore. We have to change it. Um, when thinking about as well, like the, the numbers, um, the uh, like a life path number and expression number. And I know in pre uh, previous um, services, we've spoken about how a life path number is like the numeric energy that is uh, present along our, throughout our lives on our path. And the expression number represents who we are. Uh, with regard to the numeric energy with us. And when thinking about, um, especially the numbers one through nine, um, folks with either life path or expression numbers six and nine are uh, folks who, because of the energy that's naturally with them, that they're born with, just um, it's really critically important to be cognizant of, uh, of making sure not to overgive because that could be a natural way of being. I like the number six, number six representing relationships and um, togetherness, family. And it's noted that folks with either life path or expression number uh, six are uh, individuals who value family so much and value showing up for family and being there for family so much and for their loved ones that they have, they run the risk, if not careful, of sacrificing their own goals and own passion, passions and interests for the sake of caring for others. So that is something that is, uh, um, individual people have to be kind of aware of. And with number nine, um, Ivy is a life path number nine, and so which is uh, the the life path number nine. Uh, people are folks are um, they're the humanitarians. They're the folks where it's like literally written in the numerology, like the energy of the number nine, where uh, because their life purpose is so significant and it's so. Um, central to who they are that they're willing to self sacrifice in order to to get. Uh, the um, to make sure that a goal is attained, which is why we are so proud of her for intentionally taking that time. Tonight, Ivy is the perfect example of what it means to, you know, recognizing because she puts everything that she has into the academy, into her students, into her work. She is a true light worker, uh, if ever there was one. And so for her to intentionally take this time away, it is being aware of the energy that is with her and making sure that she does not burn out and making sure that she is well. And uh, that is like a great, um, she's modeling that for us tonight. So very grateful to her for that. Um, well, this is probably a good time to share. And I just thought this was so funny. I didn't tell you, Danny, because I was like, she's going to love this. But um, oh, I, can't wait. I know, right? Um, so, you know, like you'd said radical self-love and like, you know, I was busy all week. So I was like, nothing really came to me at the time. But then I sat down on, I think it was like Friday night and I was like, oh my gosh, like there's a Leo full moon this, this week. So yes. it's not a coincidence that you picked this. So Leo um, is, um, it's the sign of self-love. Okay. So as a Leo and both, um, both Danny and I are Leos, we have come here to learn to love ourselves and it's not, it's not really, you know, Leo, the, the bad side of Leo, the, the dark side of Leo can be like ego and arrogance, but the, the bright side of Leo is finding what lights you, you know, like what, what is inside of you that is special enough to share with another. And it's, it's, it's learning to love yourself. Um, Leo's, Leo's are on a lifelong journey of learning to 
love themselves and then, you know, and then bringing that forward in a way that can help others. And Leo wants it to be honest and it, it's just, it had like, it has to be truthful. It has to be honest with Leo. Leos are very, you know, and, and the fixed signs we're going through a lot right now. And this Leo full moon, um, you know, we only get one full moon a year, you know, Leo. So, you know, this is our full moon. So this is our culmination. And this one probably, you know, is going to be like a bit of a emotional one, but it, it's really asking us how we are going to see the special in ourselves and how we are going to honor that. And, you know, and, and take time to appreciate ourselves in a new way because maybe we didn't before, you know, and maybe now 2021, we have to see that we have to appreciate ourselves. And Leo too is also about being courageous and brave. Okay. And we have to realize how are we changing in a way that we're going to tap into our Leo energy? How are we going to be courageous in a new way? Right. Because these times are pushing us that way. So this, you know, this week has a lot of change written on it. But I just thought it was so um, it, it didn't occur to me all week. But then when I sat down, I was like, this is like so, you know, synchronous synchronicity all over the place here. So um, I think that, you know, perfection is not a thing. OK. And I think what's really helped me as a parent, as a person, as a spiritual person is having a growth mindset where you're allowed to make mistakes because you're human and that's how you learn. And everybody makes mistakes. You know what I mean? I think when I was younger, I had very little self-esteem because I think I thought I was supposed to be perfect uh, the first time I tried something. And, you know, nobody ever told me, you know, it's all right if you make a mistake. It's okay. You know, you grow. So I think that, you know, if people are struggling with loving themselves or, you know, acting like that, you know, acting in a way that um, you think, well, there's nothing really special about me. There really is something special about everybody. And, you know, maybe like journaling or something like that would help um, you realize what you're good at or, you know, what special talent you bring to the table. But really, everybody does bring something and you have to be brave enough to share that, you know, to to honor it within yourself and then share it. So I don't know. I just thought it was so cool um, that, you know, that you picked that and you probably had no idea it was a Leo full moon. So <laughs> once again, um, it all comes together. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. I did not know when uh, we were thinking and uh, brainstorming on um, and asking spirit what resonated with us. I did not know that, but that is incredible how um, I love the word synchronicity that you just used because mm -hmm. like our energy, um, we bounce off of each other even without even knowing it. And without knowing it at all. Cause I was like, Oh, what am I going to say about that? You know what I mean? And then like, I just sit down and I'm like, this is like perfect. Like this is exactly what is going on right now in the universe. So it just kind of shows too that you're tuned in. You know what I mean? You're tuned into what the needs are right now. And then you're able to recognize that within yourself. And then you're able to bring it forward and share it and hopefully help others with it. So it kind of works out perfectly. Wow. Oh, Christina, that is incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. That that did. When you said uh, this is going to be exciting, I knew I, it was. I was like, I can't tell her on the shoot. I was like, I'll wait for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is perfect. In the way that you that was absolutely perfect. <laughs> 
And the fact that it's um, at this moment, us being able to like, as as Leos, but then as uh, people, as individuals, us being able to um, relate with and connect with who we are and to authentically bring forward um, and to sit with and honor who we are and what we're authentically meant to do. It feels like the way that you describe the Leo full moon, it so uh, perfectly kind of aligns with and connects with like life purpose and life contract. And um, I know that uh, Ivy had mentioned that um, a lot of folks have been getting life contract readings lately. So it's just, who are we? What are we meant to do? We don't have time to worry about and think about what others, like perception of what other people might think about what we're meant to do here. It's like it was a, an agreement between God and, and, your, and, and us. That's it. It's like us and God, we agreed to do it. And now that we're here, we can't worry about what anybody else thinks. Frankly, yeah. really and it's like, you know, you, you, you have to get back into alignment. Because I know that I was out of alignment and you have to get back into alignment. And, it, you know, I, I know that, like, you know, we have had to assert ourselves in different ways. And, you know, so now we're being asked, like, how are you going to be brave in a new way? Like, how are you going to how are you going to carry yourself forth and honor yourself in this brand new way? Um, you know, and be courageous and be the, you know, be the lion. Um, mm. So it's interesting in that, you know, and Leo is drama. There is drama with Leo, you know, energy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it could be a very dramatic full moon as well. There's a lot going on this week with power shifts and things like that. So also too, Leo's, you know, knowing your power, um, how powerful you can be and, and being a leader too. So that's all Leo stuff there. But that that happens on Thursday, the Leo full moon. So it should be interesting. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Uh, two things. I'm going to be prepared and ready. I'm going to have my crystals out and ready to have them recharged that night. So uh, yeah, perfect. That's what I, I didn't even think of that. I want to do that too. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wow. The, um, when you spoke about the courageousness of this full moon, uh, it feels like both with um, radical self-love, like that having that, being willing to love ourselves and being willing to do what we need to in order to honor ourselves, that does take, even within ourselves, it, it takes courage, like to face ourselves and to hold ourselves accountable and to do what we have to in order to make sure that we have the best full versions of ourselves. Yeah, it's not easy. It takes, you know, <laughs> it's not always comfortable. But, you know, but but yet you can be so proud, you know, when you're done. So, yeah. And I love what you shared about the full moon, too. Um, I have a friend um, who um, is really connected just spiritually to lunar energy. And she always says, you know, the moon, she calls her mother moon. Like mother moon doesn't ask permission to shine. Mother moon shines in her fullness without uh, reservation, without permission. And she will she whether we are energy we are affected um our energy is uh, affected in terms of like having a lot of high energy or if uh her moon energy her lunar energy allows us to feel calm she's gonna be who she's gonna be and so when you said like how uh, the courageousness and um being willing to step out into who we are that's um love that wow that's awesome thank you so much christina um, so in speaking about, and just as a quick reminder, um, for, uh, for those of us who are tuned in, please, um, just as a quick reminder, please share your uh, prayer requests so that we can uh, lift them up and, 
um, send healing energy to you and uh, ask that we claim whatever it is that you're asking for. So um, when we are also talking about self, radical self-love, there's a question of um, do we value taking care of ourselves? Like, is it a val do we authentically value it? Because like we may know the under, like the importance of it and the significance of it, but do we find value in it? Like we can find value in a lot of different things, but that process of actually, like from, a, like, from like an actionable perspective, finding value in being able to take care of ourselves, that in and of itself is part of the process of that radical self-love and um, knowing that there is purpose to it, even if we might do it begrudgingly at times. And that's um, a part of that process as well. So when thinking about what prevents us from loving, from engaging in radical self-love, kind of thinking about, so we know, so if we talk about what it is, we talk about how to, what are some of the things, some of the barriers that might exist now or might exist in the future in terms of folks engaging in radical self-love? Uh, some of those things might be um, kind of like, and I, oh my gosh, I can't even, I, I can't even express how much I love um, our discussion about the full moon because one of the reasons why we may have a little trouble in engaging in radical self-love is almost kind of like us asking permission to step into our power. We know our power, we see it, we feel it. It's so like we can almost taste it, but then there's sometimes that sense of um, asking, am I allowed to? Am I worthy enough to step into this power that was granted to me by God and probably granted to me and to all of us because of the life purpose that we signed on to? So if you sign on to do this work, you're going to have to need energy to do it. Then we get the energy and it's just, well, I don't know. <laughs> Am I loud? <laughs> Am I worthy? It's just, yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I, I think that everybody has moments. What I've learned is like to acknowledge I'm having a moment. You know what I mean? If I'm having a moment where I feel down or I don't know if I can do this, you know what I mean? I really try now to say, okay, this is a moment. I'm just going to sit through it and there'll be a better moment in a little while. And, you know, I usually bounce back, you know, so, um, you know, and you, you have to do what you have to do, you know, surround yourself with positive vibes and all these things, you know, like all these tools, um, you know, self is part of self care, but everybody has a moment, you know what I mean? And, and try not to perseverate on it. Cause I do have those moments where I'm like, Oh, I don't feel powerful. I don't feel like I'm doing anything. You know what I mean? Honor that moment, but keep carrying forward. Yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, I like that a lot. I love the, the keep carrying forward. And it reminds me a lot of what you said earlier about uh, perfection, not being a thing, you know, it's just kind of an idea, you know, and like everyone's looking at the top of the ladder always instead of the rung that they're on, you know? So it's like, if you look at here or then the next step, that's cool. You know, you don't have to, if you keep concentrating on that, you're going to, you may fall off, you know, you don't know where you are on the ladder and you're not, um, I don't want to say enjoying the climb, but you're not, you know, doing the right work. You're still focusing up there. And sometimes, you know, you have to stop on a run because I don't know, maybe you're adjusting your tool belt or however this, you know, metaphor is going to go. But like you said, if you're not having a good day and you can stop and just take the time because, you know, it's, you're still going to get there and you can still have your image, but as long as you, um, you know, focus on, yourself and not falling off the ladder, I guess, is what I want to get at. It's, uh, you know, it's a really great, great point. 
And I think like, you know, doubt is normal. I think it comes like, let the wave come, but let it go too, you know, because once you, I think like, you know, you kind of were talking about this, Danny, like how we have to be accountable. Like once we've done the work and we know that we're worthy, like it's deep in there. So we can, we will find that, you know what I mean? Like maybe that moment of doubt comes, but deep within, you know, that you're worthy. So then you can go back to that, like almost like that centeredness, you know, and that Leo rules the heart too. So I don't know about you, Danny, but like when I feel things, I feel them in my heart. A lot of people feel them in their guts, but as a Leo, I feel everything in my heart. So I know within the heart that I'm worth it. You know what I mean? So even if I'm having a few moments of doubt, I try to breathe through them and say, Okay, this is just a few moments here, but I, I know I'm worth it and I'm, I'm going to get back into that mindset. And sometimes I need Ivy to help me or, you know, I look at a spiritual friend to help. But, um, you know, you, as long as you have the tools to get back there, you know, you, you're you're going to be OK. Um, and that's that's really powerful, like uh, mentioning, like once we've done the work and that work is done, like it's with us. And it's like that that transformative work where, um, and I think uh, Ivy has a class coming up soon on shadow work, and I'm so excited for that. I'm gonna be glued to YouTube when that class uh, is taught, and um, because that shadow work, like um, as you were describing, sitting in and processing and understanding what is there. Once that work is done, and it literally kind of like uh, changes us from the inside out and transforms us. Once we're transformed, that's it. And it's a part of us. So you're right. We there, that, that does allow for us to give ourselves some grace and some space to be able to have human moments. You know, we are spiritual beings, but we are very human. And to have those human moments and know that it does not in any way take away from our value or our worthiness simply because we feel it that way. And that's um, that, that being present is so uh, important. So thank you so much both of you for that. Um, and this kind of relates a little bit to what we were describing as well, but uh, sometimes there could be that urge to look for justification for loving ourselves. So kind of like Paul, what you were describing before, it's like, okay, so that delayed gratification. So once I achieve X, then I can love myself. Then I can feel good about myself. And it's like setting goals and benchmarks are really uh, important. They're critical for, you know, in order for us to be able to achieve the things that are going to end up feeding our soul. But um, in terms of like that actually intrinsically finding value and loving ourselves in that way, it can be, um, it can be dangerous and uh, it can kind of be harmful for us to, um, wait in a sense and to uh, have what might be deemed as um, a worthy enough of a reason for us to love ourselves because if once that reason might disappear then where else are we where are we and to be able to find value in ourselves regardless of what else is going on around us is really important yeah I think I, I think I understand what you're saying because you know like we're in this human shell right but if we didn't have the shell we're still us right? And we're still worthy. We're worthy just because we are the creator made us, right? So um, we need to feel that and, you know, we need to like sit and sit with our souls and really feel that inside that we're worthy just because we were created, you know, and, and then goals are great, you know, and, and, and it's a process to get there. But 
um, that that feeling of just being should really be something that like you kind of sit with and you know that you, you know, you should just have that knowing that you are worthy, you know, just for being a spirit. Yeah, it's like like you associate worth with the goal instead of like the habit, you know? So if you're <clears throat> trying to lose weight, you know, you can work out every day, but you're like, oh, I'm not at my goal weight, you know, then I'll eat that pizza or something. But like, you're not attributing the worth in the stuff with what you're doing every day, the habit, the, the, the hard work. Uh, you just have it focused on the end. And it, it really, like you said, it, it's dangerous because you're not seeing yourself up here when you really are because you're doing it all. Uh, and it's, it, it just shifts the focus um, away from the work and the good, you know, and you do tend to, uh, then you won't gratify as you should and it trickles. Oof. Absolutely, yeah, that's, um, it, it can absolutely be like a, a vicious cycle. It can it can lead to a potential, potentially vicious cycle in that way. And we are, we owe ourselves more than that. We are worthy, as we were saying. Like we are absolutely worthy. I try to. I sorry to interrupt you. I oh, try to remind myself that I am an extension of the Creator too. If that helps people, you know, feel self worth because I have had many, many, many years of trouble with self worth. So it has been a true journey for me. But if you try to remember, I try to think of like the light in the skies, the creator, and I'm just one of the beams, you know, but I'm connected. So, you know, how could you not be worthy? You were, you know what I mean? You're part of that light. Like this world can't function without your energy in it. You know what I mean? Your energy is eternal. So I don't know. It's just, it's a very deep thing, but it's, it's kind of necessary. Like things don't make you worthy. You being you, you being an honest person, you being connected to spirit, that makes you worthy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love when you said that we are an extension of the creator, like the creator made us, we are perfectly made in the creator's eyes. So we, um, what, we absolutely have the right to be able to honor ourselves in that way. You know, like self-accountability does not take away from us having the right to deeply love ourselves. Yeah, and it's a it's a God given ability. You know, it's a God given right. Absolutely. Um, and uh, there could be others, but one uh, additional reason why we uh, a barrier that might exist in terms of us not loving ourselves fully and or engaging in that full radical self love is us forgiving ourselves. So, Christine, I love when you spoke earlier about mistakes. So. Um, based off of um, experience, age, um, based off of what we what we know now versus what we knew then, or just simply us being human, we may make mistakes, we may misstep, and we might do something that we might um, have to apologize for later, or just we may have done something to ourselves that may not have been the best thing, and uh, forgiving ourselves uh, or not forgiving ourselves could be a barrier to us not fully loving ourselves and not uh, honoring ourselves in the way that we deserve. Um, I know that um, so one of another one of Ivy's classes is hate less, forgive more. And um, that concept of uh, forgiving ourselves is critical in us being able to move forward because even if we forgive others what they've done to us, if we are harboring um, self guilt and um, 
unwilling to for us to move past what we have done to ourselves or other people, that's not fair to us. And that's not, it's kind of like counterintuitive to alignment as well. I think when you know better, you do better. So, you know, hopefully that can play into it. Um, forgiving yourself, it, it, it's a process, but it, you know, it's a necessary one to arrive at self-love. And I think, you know, if you, if you pay attention to your intentions, Mm -hmm. And maybe it is better. It's easier to forgive yourself because your intention was with love. If your intention is with love, then, you know, I think that you know that you didn't mean any evil or harm. So it'll make it easier for you to forgive yourself. Absolutely. That intention is, um, is everything. And, and the energy feels it. Energy never lies. God feels it. The universe knows it. So that is excellent. Well, um, we are at um, about 10 minutes to nine. So uh, if we could maybe collectively, if we have any final thoughts that we'd like to share before we um, lift up um, prayer requests and um, claim the healing. Yeah, I just have uh, one final one. And it's um, if you do struggle with this, you know, self-love, self, however, you know, it, your, your issue is with it and you know someone who is good at it, <laughs> just try to follow their lead. Uh, learn a little bit at a time, you know, like I, I said last night to Ivy that one of the things I love is that she can do things like that, you know, like is like, okay, I'm gonna take this day and is very good at replenishing herself like that. <clears throat> and I find it, it's it's admirable and I'm, I think it's awesome. And like, so you gotta take that and say, okay, how do I use it? You know, don't just appreciate it you know, like, hey, you can go in a museum and look at a painting. You can't take it with you, but you can take pieces of it in your head, you know, and you can take a little bit out of it. So you can take someone's characteristics if you, you know, and, and learn them and, you know, practice them and get them to be part of your routine. And it's like I said, if you're, you're worthy, your worth is in your habits, you know, not your goal. So you can just build that day to day and then, you know, eventually reach your goal and then set new ones. That is, um, that's awesome. Um, thank you, Paul. The, um, that process, the remembering that we are uh, worthy of that radical self-love all throughout um, the, the process of um, attaining our goals and not just when we reach them, but on the, on the way that is, um, and love how you described. If there is someone who is good at self-love, um, you know, asking them how, what their practices are, how, what was their journey? How did they get there? You know, like what was their uh, evolution in becoming really good at um, radical self-love? And um, it's uh, when Christina spoke about intention earlier, like when we are intentional about, you know, I want to learn radical self-love. I want to love myself more. God, ancestors, the universe, um, angels, please send me someone or people to show me how to do this. And then instantaneously, somehow they, someone will send us someone along our path or people along our path who will not only, who are not only good at it, but will somehow intuitively know that they are meant to share with us how they do it. So I love that, Paul. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, Another final thought is um, that radical self-love is, is a process. And it uh, when I love how um, 
Christina describes numeral, excuse me, uh, astrology as evolutionary uh, astrology because it is um, an ongoing um, kind of like evolution in that way. And radical self-love is the same way. It's like once we love a certain aspect of ourselves and we feel, oh, okay, I've got this. This, is, this feels good. I feel healed in that way. Then all of a sudden something else pops up. And it's just like, well, I thought I liked you. <laughs> I thought that this was good. But then uh, that's another aspect of ourselves that we, you know, are invited to sit with and uh, make meaning of and uh, find the, the, the value and um, the, the love in that part of ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, we are always learning on this journey. And once we're done learning, then we're done with our our time here. So consider it a blessing to be able to keep learning. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So now we are uh, at the part of our service where we will um, lift up the prayer requests that um, those of us who, who are uh, to here together in community have lifted up. And we will uh, not only lift them up, but we will ask that they be claimed. We will claim them and we will send healing energy to each of the requests. So our first request is from Tommy. Excuse me, Tammy, please forgive me, Tammy. Tammy is praying for her father who is having open heart surgery tomorrow. Absolutely, we claim Tammy's father's healing. We claim that the surgeons and physicians and nurses will be kind and will know what her father's needs are and will do everything in their power to make sure that they, uh, that her father is uh, in good stead and in good health. We claim this. We claim this and we send healing energy to Tammy's father and to Tammy and to her entire family. We claim this. Kay on TikTok, prayer for, uh, for, uh, themselves and their children. We claim healing, we claim prayer, we claim restoration, and we send healing energy to Kay. We claim it and we send healing energy. To Vanessa, prayer for uh, her brother, Alan, who is recovering from a stroke. Mm, we are so sorry to hear this and we send healing energy. We claim Alan's recovery. We know that God and the creator, <coughs> excuse me, will be with Alan and uh, Vanessa and their family. We uplift them in prayer and we send healing energy and we have faith that healing will be restored and the health will be restored. Anna Marie, um, prayers were suffering with shingles for the third time and is only 27 years old. Anna Marie, we send you healing energy. We pray that the creator lay their hands on you and restores you back to health. We claim that your health will be restored and that shingles will no longer affect you. We claim this. 
Chicken Mama, prayers for uh, health and that uh, she may be reunited with her granddaughter. We ask the creator to uh, send energy, uh, restor restorative energy, energy of reconciliation to Chicken Mama and her granddaughter. And we claim that the love that exists, the love that is there is felt and embraced and that there be no disconnection between Chicken Mama and her granddaughter. We claim this, we send healing energy to their relationship and we ask that God uplift their bond and strengthen their connection. Jen T uh, prays for confidence in sharing uh, herself and her gifts. We uplift Jen T. We invite Jen T to outreach to the to to God and the Creator, and we invite healing energy to take away any barriers, any doubt, anything that may have prevented Jen T from being able to live in the fullness of her gifts. We uplift her and we invite God to lead her on her path and send everyone necessary to help her along her path as well. Shelby, prayers for those struggling to find their purpose and that we trust the process of the moments we need it most, absolutely. We pray for God, we pray that God remind us and show us and send us signs as often as God can to make sure that we are aware of our gifts, our purpose, the, the reason why we are here, the work that we signed on to on our, to our life contract before we got here. We claim our purpose and we pray that any barrier that exists between us standing in the fullness of our purpose is taken away. We claim it and we send healing energy. Also, sending healing energy to, uh, to anyone who might be having problems with their arms, with folk, anyone who might be uh, feeling tightness in their arms and who find it difficult to be able to uh, do simple tasks, what feels very uh, heavy, we ask and we claim God's healing and God's restoration for them. We claim healing for anyone dealing with anxiety and dealing with um, an overwhelming uh, number of thoughts and feelings swirling at the same time where it feels like you might not be able to almost catch your breath. We pray for calm. We pray for um, healing energy. We pray for a sense of resolve and we pray that you are able to go inward and listen to the divine voice that is guiding us always. We claim that. We claim your peace. We claim your calm. And we know that uh, God and our ancestors will be with you. We also lift up anyone who is in need of using their voice, anyone who might be having a closed throat chakra 
who are on the brink of sharing their truth, speaking their truth, but who feel as though they are stifled in some way, who feel as though that they will be either dismissed or disregarded, or who fear rejection as a result of speaking your truth, we pray that that fear be dissolved and it be replaced with love and faith and that they know that their voice is needed and valued in this world. They are essential members of our community, of our society, and without them, we would not be the same. In the creator's name we pray, amen. Well, we are um, all, if, uh, if there are any other um, prayer requests or if there's anything else that we'd like to share, anything else that might be coming up, we can feel free to lift them up. And if not tonight, we look forward to seeing you next week. We are all so grateful that you uh, spent time with us tonight. And for anyone who was unable to be here uh, with us, uh, tonight, this evening, we invite you to join us once our service is posted and through uh, various media, as uh, Paul has mentioned before. And um, uh, Paul, maybe would you like to uh, to share again how folks might be able to access our service? Yes. So this will stay up on YouTube. Uh, it's also up on Facebook, but you can get us on podcasts wherever you get them. So that's Amazon, it's Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, uh, anywhere, Stitcher, we're up on all of them. So check us out there, take us on the go. You can listen to us always. Excellent. Thank, thank you so much, Danny, for leading us tonight. Yeah, thank oh, you, Danny. Thank you. You. It is a joy to work with all of you. And I know that our purpose is aligned and will be for a long time to come. So tonight is beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.